We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. You just Cody here today. I'm flying solo here for an episode. But guys, I've been thinking here recently, now that we've been through the majority of free agency, now that we've been through the majority of the draft, all those things are over. And now we're entering into kind of this dead period in the offseason. I wanted to take a look back the Indianapolis Colts team, all the moves they've made and all that stuff, and talk about uh, some strengths of this team, right? I'm going to do another video on some of the weaknesses of this team. That'll be the video that I'm going to do after this one, so be on the lookout for that one. But I feel like the Colts have some pretty good strengths um, for this 2022 upcoming season. I wanted to talk about them, so let's get into it here. I think the first thing, the most notable thing that this team has done is just added where it matters in terms of leadership, right? I mean, we all know it's been well-documented how much the Colts really struggled last year down the stretch, and when the leadership needed to step up and hold some guys accountable, it failed to do so, right? The locker room, as Chris Ballard has said, it drives this whole engine of this team, right? And if the locker room's not holding each other accountable, things like what happened last year when the Colts were right in a playoff position, all they had to do was win one of their final two games, what they do, they lost both games and they missed the playoffs somehow after having like a 90 plus percent chance to win and get to the playoffs. Somehow they crapped the bed and they didn't get to the playoffs. And that was just still baffling to this day. And I think it came down to a leadership thing. So what did the Colts do this offseason? Did a lot of things to add some leadership. First off, got rid of Carson Wentz. Felt like that was an issue at the quarterback position. They just never felt like he was quite the leader, right, that they wanted him to be. So. They replaced Carson Wentz with a quarterback in Matt Ryan, a little bit older, you know, a little less physically gifted than a Carson Wentz. But the things that he does bring, I think the Colts feel like are better for suited for what they're looking for from their quarterback. And and just from a leadership standpoint, I mean, he's been a guy that has led teams, you know, into the playoffs, has led a team to the Super Bowl. He holds guys accountable, right? I mean, it's been well documented. Even Reggie Wayne has compared Matt Ryan and his preparation and just his body of work and what he does and the kind of player that he is and the kind of teammate that he is to Matt to Peyton Manning, which is no small comparison. Not saying he's the same player as Peyton Manning, but he's saying in terms of preparation, it gives him a lot of those Peyton Manning vibes. And, and that's a pretty good quarterback to be compared to. All that to say Colts feel like they really, really upgraded there 
at the quarterback position, the most important position in all of football, certainly maybe even of all in all of sports, right? If your quarterback's not leading, then your team's going to falter down the stretch. Is what we saw last year. So the Colts started there. They added Matt Ryan. Uh, they added some other proven guys as well, like Yannick Ngakwe, who's been a really good pass rusher. He's 27 years old, so not necessarily an old player, but he's a veteran in this league, right? He's played a couple of years here, add some you know, more experience in that defensive end room. You know, Now him and DeForest Buckner, guys that are in their mid to late 20s but have been in the league, have done some things, some really good things. And just getting more leadership on that defensive line, especially the defensive end position, which is extremely young, right? You know, you have guys like Quiddy Pay and Daiwa Dangbo, who you drafted last year. You have Taekwon Lewis, who's been in the league only a couple of years, but you bring in a guy like Yannick Ngakwe, I think that goes a long way for getting that consistent pass rush, right? That's been a thing ever since, really ever since Robert Mathis retired that the Colts have really struggled to do. But now they add that leadership from Yannick Ngakwe on that defensive end room, and they feel pretty good about their leadership there. And then you add guys like Stephon Gilmore in the secondary, right? A very young secondary as well. You ship out Rocky Sin, Forianic Ngakwe. Then you have a hole at corner. What do you do? You go sign Stephon Gilmore. And also you sign Rodney McLeod in that safety room, which is also an extremely young room. So all that to say, I think the Colts now have a really good combination of some youth, but also some veteran leadership. And I think that's maybe what they didn't have last year, what they really were lacking, especially in the defensive side last year, was some more quality veterans, right, to lead the way. So Colts feel like they did that. And also just adding to this coaching staff the way they have, bringing in former players, guys like Reggie Wayne, guys like Cato June, guys like Mike Mitchell, uh, those things – right there, I think are big as well. Just adding a little bit more of that leadership, more of those player, former players who have been there, who have done that, right. Who are some of those guys that we look at and say, these guys were captains. These guys made a major impact on the field. Now that they're off the field as coaches, what can they do? And not, not to mention just some leadership on that defensive side in terms of the coordinator that they brought in Gus Bradley. He's been in the league for a long time. He's been a head coach. He has a lot of experience. And then they get guys like Richard Smith, at linebacker. They, you know, they get Ron Miles over there in the secondary. So they get, you notice this trend where they get a lot of guys who have been in the league for a long time and know what it takes to win and have coached some up some really, really good players. I think a combination of adding players, adding those new, you know, fresh new faces, former players, and adding some guys that have been in the league for 10 plus years. I think the combination of that goes a long way for why you could consider this a strength where maybe the Colts were really lacking this last year from a leadership standpoint and all those three facets. So that's one thing I think that the Colts uh, really have looked to add it. And I think that now maybe was a weakness last year. That's become more of a strength. The Colts have put a major focus on that. The second thing I wanted to talk about was just the depth the Colts have added this off season. Now to start off the Colts, let a good number of guys go before they started adding some new faces to their roster. Right. Um, but the guys that the Colts have added at key positions, I think has been huge. You know, you talk, we can just start all the way at the quarterback position. Obviously we talked about Matt Ryan, who has been a player that, that has been super durable in his time, but just adding a quality backup like Nick Foles is big too. Um, Cause you feel like if Matt Ryan, for some reason, was to miss a game or two, Nick Foles, while he wouldn't maybe not necessarily light the world on fire, he's a savvy veteran that you feel okay about you know, leading the charge for a couple of games, keeping the ship afloat until Matt Ryan would get back. Also just talking about the running back position, right? 
We all know Jonathan Taylor, the kind of player that he is, but the Colts adding guys like Philip Lindsay, all the undrafted guys that they brought in as well, on top of Deion Jackson. You obviously have Naheem Hines as well. So that running back room, you feel really good about it. It's like, man, at the end of the day, the Colts are going to have to probably cut ties with a guy they really like, which is unfortunate, but it just speaks to how quality the depth is there. Talking also about the offensive line, which I think is big as well, uh, especially left tackle. That was a big question mark last year, and the Colts really lacked depth until they made that trade for Matt Pryor, and it just happened to work out. They were starting guys like Julian Davenport, right, and Sam Tevy over there, even though he didn't really play preseason, stuff like that. Those are the kind of guys that the Colts had at backup tackle. So the Colts were bound and determined to not let that happen again. You know, they re-signed Matt Pryor. You know, they bring in Bernard Ryman in the draft. They bring in Dennis Kelly. Uh, so you feel pretty good about where they're at right now from a depth standpoint in the offensive line. Um, you know, talking about on the secondary as well. You know, I mentioned, you know, some of those guys as well. Um, but I think especially at the safety position, the Colts were bound to determine to not let an Andrew Sandejo situation. Well, I thought he played okay for what the situation was and given how old he is and all those things. I mean, you simply, it was clear that he was not a great player and you you could have upgraded if you would have addressed it better last offseason, in my opinion. So the Colts made a conscious effort this year to have at least four safeties that they feel really good about, right? You know, you have your two starters, Julian Blackman, Kari Willis. You bring in Rodney McLeod, who's a savvy vet back there, and you draft Nick Cross. So you have four safeties. You also have a couple more guys that could maybe sneak on the roster as special teams guys. So from a safety position, you feel pretty good about where you're at. You know, maybe you could add another corner, but you still have four really good corners that you feel really got good about. If one needs to step in, if a Brandon Faison, for example, needs to be a spot starter, you think he's going to do a good job, right? So all that to say, from top to bottom on this roster, for the most part, and I do think the Colts maybe will add one or two more players at a few positions, maybe like wide receiver, for example, um, you feel like overall – you're pretty good from a depth standpoint. You're pretty stinking good from a depth standpoint. I would argue that 1-53, to 53, the Colts could compete with about anybody in terms of how deep their roster is right now. And that kind of leads me into my last point here is just the talent that you have gotten. And talent at positions that you really struggled in last year. We talked about the quarterback position. You really struggled with that last year. I would say if people were asking me last year, the end of the year, what are the two positions of weakness from the Colts? What's the reason they did not make the playoffs, right? Or what's the reason they wouldn't win the Super Bowl? What would hold them back on offense and defense? I would have said last year was the passing game and was the pass rush, right? The pass rush especially has been something that the Colts have struggled consistently for the last decade. I mean, really have. I mean, outside of Robert Mathis, who have the Colts had that have been really good? I mean, you can maybe point to like, what, a Justin Houston maybe. Maybe you could point to even Danico Autry. But, I mean, even him, he, he never had double-digit sacks in his career with Indianapolis. All that to say, you needed to get a proven veteran in there at those two positions, and the Colts did. They got Matt Ryan. They got Yannick Ngakwe, both guys that have been the model of consistency in their careers. And so you think now that you've upgraded at some key positions. And, oh, by the way, even though you had to tra trade away Rakiusen, who you really liked, right? You potentially got an upgrade at corner with Stephon Gilmore. If he can stay healthy, I mean, he was the defensive player of the year a couple of years ago. So he doesn't have to necessarily be to that level. Although, heck, if he's that level, we'll take that. But if he's a good corner, if he's a top 10 corner, you feel really good about where you're standing right now in those positions. And just, you know, the quality of depth I talked about as well, but just the overall talent at every position 
from this year to last year, even at wide receiver, for example. I know the Colts haven't done a ton at wide receiver, but adding a player as, as explosive as Alec Pierce, I think is big. And adding a guy like Jelani Woods, I think is big as well with Jack Doyle retiring. You have a little bit more explosion at some of those positions, something that you really didn't have last year that kind of, you know, maybe hampered that a little bit. And then also potentially, uh, you know, better left tackle situation than you had last year too. So all that to say, I think the talent at the premium positions is so much better than it was a year ago. And I think all these reasons, guys, that I just talked about, the leadership, the depth, and the talent, I think these are the three strengths for this team. And the next video, I'll talk about the next podcast. I will talk about the weaknesses a little bit more. But let me know what you guys think about this team. Do you agree with me? Do you think these are kind of the three strengths of this Colts team moving into 2022? Let me know in the comments below. But guys, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, talking about you know some of the new additions the Colts have, we're going to be giving away two jerseys on Twitter. So if you guys are on Twitter, be sure to get entered into that giveaway. Be sure to share it with your friends. We're giving away a Yannick Ngakwe and Stefan Gilmore one as soon as we hit 12,000 subscribers. So if you guys are tuning into this video and you haven't yet hit subscribe, we would love for you to consider to do that. Be sure to get entered into that giveaway because we love to just give back to Colts Nation because you guys have been so good to us. Even if we don't always agree, and I know with the last video we had with Kenny Moore, we maybe didn't always agree on our, our outlook on that. But all that to say, we appreciate your guys' support, even if we don't always see eye to eye on things. Um, because at the end of the day, guys, this is our opinion. Everybody has an opinion. We're, we like to give ours. And a lot of you guys respect our opinion, even if you don't agree with it. So we so much appreciate that. So we just want to say a little bit of a thank you to you guys. So thank you guys so much, so much, so much. I mean it from the bottom of my heart for tuning in, for checking us out. Uh, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe, all those good things. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or whatever, be sure to give us a good review, all that stuff. We so much appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.